0: me, I know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us, who love to succeed, see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. Guys, we have someone so extremely just... I'm so excited to share her information with you and her wisdom and what she's done. She's been, been in the financial field for so long and now she's taken her skills to really train and educate men and women that are in the financial field to really just kind of get them to, the, to their A-game. And it's just she's, she's just so liberal with her time just investing into men and women to really help them kind of see their, their faults and obviously really optimize their, their, their strengths. And I am just so pumped up to bring her her knowledge, her wisdom, and her education just, and, and share this information with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Anita Kanav. How are you oh, doing? Oh, thank baby? you. Hey, Kirsten, I'm awesome. Thank you so much for that introduction. I feel so honored to have this conversation with you today. Well, we are so pumped up to just kind of, you know, actually have you on and just, you know, share a little bit about you and, and who you are. But if you don't mind, you know, I shared a little bit. Just tell us a little bit about who you are.
1: Definitely. I've been in uh, the insurance and financial planning industry for about 18 years. I started when I was 10 years old, in case you're trying to do the math. And uh, yeah, I've been in the in the sales field for a very long time, and I've noticed so many gaps between that first three to five-year period of a sales rep's life, you know, the quitting stage where they don't gain the traction, they don't make the things happen that they thought they could make happen in the beginning of their career, and they quit and unfortunately go pursue other things where they could have been started and their sales role, and so I decided to go full go in helping develop and train people in that stage of their sales career to bust through and get to the next
0: level. That's awesome, and I really, I think that's so needed right now because, I mean, people right now, there's, there's just so many different, you know, ways to go out there and make that money, so what have you seen right now that is kind of like the, the big hurdle that most people kind of struggle with in, in, that, in that field?
1: Two things I'd say. One is belief level, mental toughness, that whole mindset game. And you said in the intro as well, you don't really see your own blind spots. That's why you need somebody to point those out. It's amazing. I can hear just the way people talk. I can hear where their limiting beliefs are, and they don't even realize they have them. So that's definitely number one. The second is skill set. There is a skill to sales and to effectively selling and to profitably selling. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people rely on personal personality and they rely on just their natural tendencies where that's great maybe to get you so far, but if you want to pop to the next level, you need to know things like overcoming objections, how to build rapport. You need to understand how the referral psychology works so that you can always have places to go. So mindset and skill set to combine that together is what I'm seeing. There's a huge discrepancy and people do have training in their companies and there are people that they can go to, but there's, you know, you never profit in your own land and So sometimes you listen, sometimes you think you can do it better, and that ends up, you know, hurting you long term. So hearing it from a different voice can sometimes solidify the training that the companies have.
0: Oh, I really like that because, you know, just even those that you may think you have like a mentor or someone in the company, sometimes yeah. like you said, just having that extra third party kind of being able to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you should do or do not do this, you know? Right. So what have you realized like with, with the individuals that you've worked with so far, you know, what kind of results have you been able to kind of develop for those, those individuals?
1: My favorite thing is that aha moment when that happens, you know what I mean, where they come to me and first they give me all these big, grandiose goals. I want to hit this income and this much time frame and I want to do this and I want to do that and I never squash the goal, but in the back of my mind, okay, I start calculating what are your ratios, how well is your skill set, you know, how how coachable are you right now to your system? I start going through all that in my mind and so we start working through their plan and it always happens within the second, third, fourth session in that early stage where they go... I need to get better at this. That is it's priceless. You know, the whole level of confidence, you go from unconsciously incompetent to consciously incompetent, and then you can do something about it. And that's magical. If I can get somebody to that moment right there, the rest is piece of cake because they're working on it. So that aha moment is the biggest thing I see all the time. And it doesn't take very long to get there. It could really change your life.
0: That's interesting that you mentioned that because definitely in in today's online world, you know, entrepreneurs, they're they're taking off at 18 years of age and they're like multi-millionaires and then there's some that are like 40 years old and you're like, man, I'm still working a freaking job and I want to, I don't even know where to start, right? And so I think it's so applicable to what you just said because it's like, you know, mindset. They're at a different mindset. You know, maybe they're, you know, being able to have, you know, people skills or whatever and they have a different skill set as well. So how do you kind of really target like, okay, this is, you know, being able to kind of share and say, hey... Tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear always. Well, is, that, yeah, is that difficult? Yeah.
1: Not for me, it's not, no. And I, I think uh, that's what makes me good at what I do. I have no problem hurting your feelings in a loving way, right? So, But the way I know what to do or where to come, I'm telling you it's all in your language. You know, where people um, will make an excuse instead of take action or they'll tell me why they can't do something, I hear limiting beliefs in the words they're using, like, I wish, I don't know, I'll try. It's unbelievable how loud you're screaming, your belief level By the words you're using. It's not even something that you have to dig through. And so a conversation or two about goals and dreams and ambitions is all it takes for you to really pick apart where somebody's like mental that is set at and it's easy to start targeting from there you know you start pointing that out at first people will fight you like it's not an easy thing you're a Christian let me tell you why you're not making more money right Right, and they they don't want to hear that it's like "Uh, no but I'm not no but I what I meant is you know they try to fight me and that's okay I expect it and then I just work through it again and when I hear that limiting belief I stop I'm like do you hear what you just said and that's sometimes all you need foundationally to get started with changing your your belief level so that's really what I listened for is the limiting words that they use because by the time you speak it out of your mouth, you've thought it in your head a hundred times. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you've thought in your head a hundred times why you can't do something, of course you're never going to take action. So a skill set isn't enough. You really have to address where it's coming from.
0: You know, and, and I think this is where it's like everybody gets so tired of that, you know, mindset, you know, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah, read a personal book and blah and all that stuff, like personal development, but at the end of the day, I mean, that is the basis. The reason why 100%. you're not where you're not, where you are where you want to be is because your mind is yeah. still limiting you to where you want to go, right? The
1: reason people are tired of it is because they don't know how to work on it. It's, mm-hmm. it's fluff. It's like you just, you know, you took a nice warm bath, but then you got dirty again. You All you're doing is reading stuff that feels good for the moment. You really don't know how to internalize it because you don't have somebody working you on keeping you accountable to what you're saying, keeping you accountable to your action, the discipline. You, you, you don't know how to develop it on your own. That's why you get tired of it because you feel like it's not doing anything for you. When you start internalizing this work and you see the shift happening, then, you, then you're a believer. You're
0: all in. So what, what, what kind of like daily routine or, you know, consistency, consistently do you do to kind of help your mindset and being able to obviously, you know, train and develop these, you know, coaches and these other sales reps? How do you keep, uh, you know, sharpening the saw, if you will?
1: 100%. So one thing, I, I am committed to not being average, okay? Anything that even comes close to, like, the average world really... Affects me. I'm just so, ugh, do not call me In fact, somebody asked me how tall I was once, and I, I was 5'7", and she responded by saying, oh, that's super average. I googled the average height for the uh, woman in the U.S., which is 5'4". I sent it to her, and I'm like, nothing about me is average, okay? So, the reason I say this is what I do on the dailies remind myself of that. You're not average. So, whenever somebody would take their time to call back, I remind myself, call back fast, because the average person takes their time. Mm. Um, anytime I would, you know, do some like a follow-up role, Um, if a client is angry and I need to call them back, the average person would try to avoid, I'm going to take action. I just remind myself on the regular, you're not average. You're not average. When I'm tired and I don't feel like it, I remind myself, you're not average. So Mm -hmm. do what the average person is not willing to do. I I put that in my mind on the daily. And it's amazing how it really trickles into your whole life. You know, I'm training for a half marathon right now, and I have a very good friend who's pushed me to do this. And do you think I want to run all the time? Do you think I feel like it? But I'm like, no, the average person is going to stop today, but I'm not average. So it doesn't only come to your career, it's your life, you know? Just telling yourself over and over, I'm not average, I'm not average, do what the average person won't do. That's my biggest thing that keeps pumped up, and makes me take action all the time.
0: Wow. I, I really love what you just said earlier as well when you said that when you don't feel like it, you do it anyways. Mm-hmm. So where did you get to at that point? Like, what, was it just earlier on or have you always been like that or was there like a point where it's like, no. oh, what? Well, I've got to realize that this is it?
1: I think this is why I'm a big believer in mindset. No, not even close. I was probably the most average kid you've ever seen. I mean, I I did okay, but I never listed out. You know, I was just looking good, everything's happy, but I started self-developing. You know, you get into the sales world, you start reading books, you start attending seminars, you start listening to people who are performing better than you, and little by little by little, that started seeping in. And I remember there was a time in my life I was probably in my career about four or five years already, and I was kind of in that struggle mode. You know, I was making it, but I was excelling average. I was just average, and I just remember clicking and saying, "I got to get intentional about the work I'm doing." And you know, and, and so when I would read a book, I would actually do the exercises in the book. You know, when it said to you know networking and meeting people, I actually would listen to people's advice who were performing better than I was, and gave it a shot. If they said, try this and this, I didn't just go, man, it won't work, which is something I used to do. I would actually start trying to implement those things. And so I think the taking action was an intentional decision. And It's gradual. I mean, 20 years almost of programming my brain to think the way I think right now, and I know the next 20 years are going to be unbelievable, um, but it's a process that I was committed to and it clicked for me because I constantly was in that self-development mode. So I would say if anybody's and trying to figure that out just start just you don't have nobody's asking you to change your whole life in a weekend you know but just be committed or be open to learning a new nugget from everything that you absorb you know and then as you do that it'll start to fill up those drips do eventually fill up and they do change the way you think and you'll notice that with your circle you'll notice that with people in your office you do start separating from the pack and you're eventually going to start to love that because you know you're different and you know you're making it happen
0: See, that's one of the things that I, I, I was really astounded when I heard Bill Gates. He reads, even, yeah. even how busy he is. I mean, he's got yeah. HIV. He's running a company. You know, he's got all these things, and yet he still finishes 52 new books a year. And I'm over here like, how does he prioritize that? And some people can't even prioritize it's an reading excuse. a book a month, right? You know?
1: It's an excuse. We have Audible today. You can listen to books on the go, exactly. right? Exactly. No, oh, it's an excuse, and if that that excuse mentality. If somebody is proud that they don't read, like I know people were like, oh, "I just don't have time. I'm so busy." And I'm like, "Imagine how much more you can get done if you actually yeah. something else, But whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly, and and that's that's the whole point. And and so now you're also talking about like, you know, you need someone that is a third party, someone that can speak life into you before you believe in yourself. that yeah. sees things that obviously you know you may not be seeing right Mm -hmm. and um what is the what is your definition first of all of mentorship and coaching
1: i think the literal like if you look at stories movies that are inspirational the pivoting point for everybody is that one person who believed in you Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're lucky to have that person in your life naturally I have great family members, friends, but nobody's like in my corner going, Go on, Ada, you could do this, stop talking this. And so nobody's doing that. And so for me mentorship is that one person who's got your back because if you don't succeed, they don't succeed. There's gotta be a vested interest for both of you, right? And if they if you succeed, it makes them look better, that means they want you to succeed. Like if you make that click instead of looking at it like, oh, she just wants to coach me because that's how she gets paid. Yeah. No crap. Like, yes, because if I coach you and I get paid and I don't get results, what are you going to say about me? right? But if I coach you and you get results, what's that going to do for your career? I have a vested interest in your success. So that's what a mentor is, not just somebody who's like your cheerleader, but somebody who really needs to see you win in order for them to rise as well. I think that's a very special connection that you need to make because then they're really pushing for you. They're really doing everything in their power to help you see your potential. Um, And it matters to them as much as it does to you.
0: And that's that's the thing that I realize as well. Like I've got individuals that I actually you know mentor, but you know it was earlier on, and 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 it was just more this concept of oh you know let me just mentor you because you're a good friend of mine. But then I realized that they didn't take it as serious, so they weren't prioritizing me as I was prioritizing them. Have you seen that as well? If they don't have a financial interest on their on their end.
1: And I think financially is probably the most tangible and easiest way to express interest. Like, you worked hard for your money, you're going to pay for coaching, then chances are you're going to take action. It's not even always the case. I've had people pay for sessions and don't show to them. So, you know, whatever. And that's a mental issue there that you have to deal with. But I think that's the easiest or the most tangible way to say, look, I'm going to sacrifice something in order to get something in return. Or not even sacrifice, let's call it invest, right? I'm going to invest in order to get a bigger return. Because otherwise, If you're just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's just talk. I want you to be my mentor. you hang up the phone, there's no tie. Like you did not care that that person just invested an hour in you because you didn't have to invest anything for that, you know. So, yeah, I think it's necessary for you to make a little sacrifice in order for you to take that seriously, for sure.
0: Well, wow, I totally agree with you on that. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I kind of want to, you know, foot stomp, if you will, for with our audience is like, you know, you have billionaires that invest millions of dollars into mentors and coaches and have the right people, you know, breathing life into them and obviously... Billionaires that are investing into that, you know, and well, they' really- <laughs> billionaires exactly exactly and and so that's I really appreciate you sharing that with me, so let me ask you this then did you have a mentor or coach that kind of you know that that kind of helped you along, or was it just kind of like you said your family? I'm just curious.
1: No, it definitely wasn't my family, no. (laughs) Um, Yes, all my. I think when my career started really shifting is when I decided to take my coaching and mentoring seriously, Um, you know, and I had the way our business was structured when I was initially getting, starting to see success, my mentor, my coach was the person who had a financial interest in my success, so the more money my office made, the more he would make, Um, and I used to look at that negatively when I saw like, man, he's coaching me. And if I do so-and-so, it'll increase his net worth by this much. That means he really wants me to succeed. And that click for me, honestly, is what made me completely coachable to him. And then when I started going into my own industries and doing my own thing, I always sought people who were ahead of me. And there's people who want to give you advice all over the place. Coaches are a dime a dozen, Christian. Like, honestly, people label themselves coach. and But when you find somebody who's done what you want or who has a mentality that you want or has the attitude that you want – then if they have something you want, then you listen and you go all out. That's that's the only way you're going to change because they've already gotten to a place you want to get to. And so I've always sought out people and I always have a handful of people in my corner. And the reason I separate that because there's a bunch of people who want to be that person to me, right? But there's a handful that I listen to because they have exactly what I'm looking for. And there's no way you can get through life without that. No way.
0: So then, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, so with, like, your mentor, like, how do you identify and target, like, the correct mentor? Like, do you find one that, like, okay, this person's got it financially right, this person's got it spiritually right, this person got it relationally right, or do you find it, like, holistically, or, uh, you know, how do you kind of find, like, okay, I want this mentor in my life, and I'm going to invest, and he's going to invest, or she's going to invest, uh, you know, well, how's your strategy?
1: I don't think there's a one for all of it, right? So, mm-hmm. like, because there's somebody who may... Maybe they haven't had the best, I don't know, like they're not in the best physical shape, but they somehow figured out how to make a lot of money in this area. I'm not going to listen to them for, you know, physical fitness advice. I will yep. listen to them for business advice, let's say. And I think about that, too, with parents. Like, a lot of times, kids listen to their parents' advice. Um, coming from the financial services, I always ask them, do your parents have the financial life you want? Almost, of so the answer was no. Like, yep. and You listen to your parents on how to be a good person, how to be a loving person, how to be kind, but you don't listen to them on financial services, and that's really how I think coaching should be. You know, nobody's perfect. I love when people throw out posts about you know, before you hire a coach, like, you basically run background checks, credit checks, do all this kind of stuff. Like, really? You're not even that guy yet, you know? But what are you looking to be coached in? And if in that one area they've got an expertise, then that's the one area you're getting coached in. So that's what I look for. What's my one specific result I'm looking for? And I don't think any person is an end-all, be-all. I think yeah. eventually, you know, you're going to have three or four different coaches in your life that help you in all different areas. Um, because you, you can't, there's never going to be one person who can do everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing right now with, like, obviously online and you're being able to obviously, you know, being coached by someone in India that maybe yeah. has that result that you are you're looking yeah. for. And I think at the end of the day, it's like you just have to get clarity on what is my result, what do I want out of life, and right. then find the person that has your life and obviously you know get that individual in your life. And so I really appreciate you right. sharing that with me, you know. Uh, I, I love that perspective. So kind of switching a little subject, so what would you say, like, we talk about significance of life, you know, and, and success versus significance. What would you say is your definition of significance?
1: The only person you can't lie to, cheat out on is yourself. So, to me, to be significant, at the end of the day, I'm looking at the mirror. And I'm proud of myself. You know, I'm just happy with what I've done. And I know maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I'm looking and I'm like, you made progress today. And that's to me what significance is. It doesn't because nobody's definition is really the true definition. So whatever you did during that 24-hour period, if it made you feel that hey, I did what I was supposed to do, I leveled up or I got to the to where I needed to go today, I made progress for my big goal. That's what significance is. Because at the end of our life. You know, unless you're Alexander the Great, people will stop talking about you eventually, right? So the significant factor to me is, like, did you make your day count? And, look, I'm saying all these things, and sometimes people think, Oh, you know, they feel like losers because I don't do that or I fall short all the time. You know, I had somebody respond to something I posted like saying, I'm sure a lot of people struggle with this. I'm like, yeah, we all do. Don't think that I look at the mirror every day and think I'm significant every day. Absolutely not. But that's what I'm striving for. I want her to be proud. You know, when I'm brushing my teeth at night, they're like, good job, girl. You did it. That's what significance means. If you can really feel that more often than not, you're on your way.
0: Definitely, definitely, and I think that you're you're right on with something because it's like sometimes we put these big, wealthy, successful individuals up on a totem pole and right. say, oh, they probably never have a you know a, a, a limiting belief, right? They right. never have a negative belief. They never have self doubt, right? Because they've accomplished yeah. so much. But in reality, I mean, just like yourself, you know, you gained so much success and and helped numerous women in that field. But yet, I- am I correct? You still Maybe. have that limiting belief.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the
0: next level. What do you do to, you know, create the boundaries or to, you know, being able to just spend a short period of time on that limiting belief and move on? Like, how do you, what's your action step on that?
1: So I'm always... Protecting my bubble, okay. Um, always, I, I I feel that like I have like this force field around me at every given time, and I'm not perfect at this, but I make sure I make choices that are only going to allow good things to enter into my mind. You know, like I I have friends, God bless them, who are always talking about the next TV show and everything, and I literally have no clue what's on. I don't even really know what's on the radio. Like I don't know what the most popular songs are because I'm always on podcasts and audiobooks, and um and so and then I know it's not for everybody. I know not everybody's going to want to do that right and that's fine but I think the concept of being very intentional about what you're putting in your brain. That also includes who you hang out with, the kind of humor and the kind of entertainment and everything that you allow going into your mind. You have a choice on that. And sometimes, you know, you you want certain people in your life because you feel like they have to be in your life or you feel this genuine attraction to this person. You want them in your life so bad. But if you really analyze like, is it the best for you and where you are at today? Um, if you can answer yes, keep them in your life. If you have to answer no, I'm not a push away people kind of person, but I seek out others who are. So my voids are filled with the yeah. most positive possible so that yeah. there's no real room for the rest.
0: Man. Wow. And I love what you just said there as well, because I see this with couples a lot. Uh, definitely when I talk to and I help them build you know online business, it's like, if they're sitting there and at a, you know at the dinner table and they're talking about what's new on Netflix and their series you know their relationship is in problem right you know yes, yes. And, and and you're talking business as well and no wonder why if you know what's going on with the new series then that's the that's the problem guys you know right
1: (laughs) there could be a reason yes i know and if this isn't to downgrade that or people who who do that this is really just to become aware like huh how come i know all of the people on this show but i don't know the top 10 people on the fortune 500 list you know what i mean like why do i not know that it's a choice
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I think, man, if we were able to just focus on that, you know, I man, I appreciate you sharing that with me because I think that is so, so, so powerful. Um, you know, I mean, I also, like you said, you know, I know John Maxwell, incredible man. But yet, I know he also likes movies, and he watches movies, and he's yes. and that's okay. That's not yes, you know, yes, yes. But when no you're your thing, life don't you're get involved. entertained exactly. No, that's a, But you have a choice, and you yeah. have a choice of how much, and you have a choice of where you're getting it from, and it matters. Like if you do too much of one area, you know, it really will
1: affect you long term. Yeah, it's don't don't stop being fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And
0: yeah. what I find very interesting, and I just want to carry, carry this little point across because what I find very interesting is like when people. People, you know people like like you were talking about putting things in their head they don't really realize what's what they're putting in their, in their head until yeah. all of a sudden they have a kid and like oh wait we can't watch that movie right we can't wow, do this we can't great. do this and then all of a sudden they're more intentional with what they're putting in their head because they got a kid right they got responsibilities true and i think again this is kind of where a mentor comes in because yes. it says maybe you shouldn't be watching that maybe because that's not good for your relationship maybe you mm-hmm. shouldn't be and and then all of a sudden it's like oh i never saw that and i think that's, that's awesome. where individuals like yourself come in so handy because it's yeah. like it's not just financially rewarding it's it runs all over Everything else doesn't.
1: Wow, that's such a great analogy, Christian. I'm feeling that.
0: Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Good. I, but you, you're the one that brought that up, and I just wanted to footstomp that because it's so, so, so true. <laughs> and I appreciate you sharing that with me. So let's just kind of switch a little topics here. So you know, and I, I really, I love that significant idea. So, what would you say is like how to truly develop? A legacy and, and and allow it to live beyond you because how many times have we seen men women that get to the top of quote unquote success and the divorce three or four times they they, they sure. don't know their kids they don't know their wife they they're, mm-hmm. they're prosecuted for felonies right we're seeing right now and mm-hmm. um how, what how do you how do you really leave an established legacy how do you end well. I love this whole topic, and I know we could spend hours
1: just on this because I think that's our purpose in life is to leave a legacy, um, do something with what you've been given here. Um, I think the biggest thing is to not look at all of that, like just focus on your game, you know, because the fear of all the stuff that can happen, and I hear it, and this is a limiting belief, this is, I've heard people say, this is why I don't want to have money, Because all money does is, and I'm like, how sad that you let something outside influence you. Now you're going to limit yourself in an area in your life. And so, yeah, is there bad news? Is there people who don't make it? Is there people who falter through? Yep. But are there a lot who do make it? Yep. You have a choice, right? So be the cho- make the choice that you say, you know what? I'm going to be the person who has it all. I'm going to yeah. be the person who has a great family life, who has a great physical life, who has a great, you know, financial life and work towards that. This is where the significance to me comes in at the end of the day. It's me and her, right? That's all that matters. Whether somebody else succeeds or believes in me or thinks about me or not, that's irrelevant to my actual life. When I die, nobody's going to be like, so how does she do in this? Like nobody's going to care. You know, but you will. And so if you just focus on your game, forget the noise of the rest. Like, how great. If you could write a script out for your life and have anything you wanted and make it as great in every area as you it. how great would you make it and just work towards that, forget about the noise.
0: But how do you? Because it's like the noise is so loud. The world is so loud. Social it's media. That's it, though. Yeah? How,
1: you tell me it's not loud to hear about the good things that are happening. you know it is but what are you letting in you know okay and I can perpetuate conversation like so I'm not the most fun person when it comes to like tragedy on the news and everything not because I don't have empathy and I and I see that there's really challenges but what? okay if I'm having a conversation with you at a barbecue what good does talking about this last tragedy that just happened what good are we doing now are we getting together to talk about how we're going to fundraise are we getting together to talk about how we're going to volunteer to help a family yeah I'm all in but just to have a conversation about how bad things are going I'm not your girl I will always leave the conversation change the subject and because what's the point of that I'm le- I'm very selective I'm being very serious about when I said that Christian I'm very selective about what I let in are we going to make an impact let's talk about how we're going to make the impact but if not then I'm not letting that in my brain because I know I can create whatever I want to with my life and I get to choose that you don't get to choose that for me and if you come with me I can show you have some great stuff in your life too so very intentional.
0: You are preaching it and I appreciate you just sharing this information because this is just uh audience listeners rewind this and just listen to what she just said again because it is so powerful and so true because I see so many individuals. I talk to so many people. I, I'm in the church community. I, I, you, know, I'm, you don't have to have my faith, but you know, if you just grab your own faith. But my point is, though, is I see so many people that say, this is what the church needs to do. This is what the church needs to do. Okay, but what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? And, and I, that is your point, Correct. Yes. What are What are we having intentional conversations to lead us to something better?
1: And I'm talking especially when it comes to just negative topics. Like, I'm, it's fine. We can talk about the last movie we saw for an hour and how much we loved it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but like, if there's if the church needs to do this because I'm in the church community too, right? So I hear this all the time. I think what you think is you have to do something massive for it to matter. You don't. That one deal you bring to the one person matters, right? So like, if you're much better off. Serving one person or doing one tiny thing that you think is insignificant, then you are spending thirty minutes talking about how bad it is
0: mm-hmm. so like so you choice, yeah. and so with the impact that you were saying, what kind of impact do you want to leave on this earth when you when you're gone and and you know what what do you want people to say about Anita?
1: This is very important to me. I don't even care if they say my name again after I die. But you know what matters to me is causing a ripple effect. So you know when you throw a pebble into a pond and it just starts to ripple? I want to make an impact to one person. If that one person, because of something I do or say to them, um, turns into a massive movement and they get all the credit, they get all the accolades, it's all them, that's fine. But I had some kind of impact in influencing that, that's something very important to me whether somebody remembers my name or not, the fact that I cause a ripple is huge. And that's why I want to have the mentality I have and have the influence I have, because I don't know who that one person would be. Maybe it could be more people. That would be unbelievable. But if it's one person that can start a ripple and maybe it's somebody I start a ripple with that starts a ripple with someone else, that's fine too. But I know that, that that we are all connected in that way, and we can make a huge, diff, like lasting impact and difference that can stand generations. If I think if we get out of our own way and look at the greater cause that we can, you know, influence. I'm very very intentional about that daily.
0: Where where did you get that mindset? I love that.
1: <laughs> 20 years of self development, right? Yep. Like the compound effect. I, and I really believe this is, how I, it's like I'm fired up right now having this conversation. And in fact, you know, any kind of feeling of tiredness. I feel like it is gone because I'm like, i got big things to do. Thanks, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: this is what I love about this because I can, you know, uh, audience, you probably, you're probably you probably hearing the smile and the voice from her. She's obviously very on fire right now and, you know, she know, you know where she's going and I highly recommend of course, you know, um, in the description below you can actually reach out to her. We're going to put all of her information down there but uh, this is just some really great stuff and I can just hear your excitement about it and this is what I this why I love to ask these kind of questions and yeah. uh, so that's and in that's why I was just curious cuz so many people want to have their their name on the bo- you know board so you mm-hmm. you got a, hum, a humble mentality. You know, you're oh. very humble because you don't want to have all that. You don't really care about You just want to have that ripple effect. And I think... Now, if my name's on the board, I'll take it. I'll yeah, yeah. and and like, so <laughs> I'm not saying, like, don't, but I'm not not what I'm going to... I have this saying
1: that says, you can keep the flash if I can keep the cash. That's my saying, because I'm not... What good does recognition do if you're broke? And I, that could be financially, mindset-wise, physically, right? Like, Am I being completely fulfilled and satisfied if the answer to that is yes, and I know i 'm making an, an impact, and I know my name 's going to get spread just by a default as long as i 'm being one hundred percent what I need to be
0: and I appreciate you saying that because I, I think in today 's world i, I don 't know why, but it has such a negative connotation towards sales and, yeah. and in all reality and i 'd like to get your kind of perspective on the reason why. And really, how to monetize your skill? Because I mean, people can do TED talks and they get a million views, but how do you monetize? How are you able to really? Oh, and, and you're
1: so right. I had I, I at this moment a couple days ago. I, I was literally laughing at her on the phone. This is somebody I'm close to, but she owns a business. She has a retail business, and she we're started talking. I'm telling her what I do, and she she giggles at me. She's like, "Oh, girl, I don't believe in sales. I, I don't like sales," and I'm like. Yeah. You own a business. What do you mean you don't believe in sales? So, sales doesn't just have a negative connotation with like public school teachers. Like, actual business owners don't even look at sales as a positive thing. And that's their literal bread and butter. So, you have to. You have to fight through the noise by being different. I think the reason people have negative connotation with sales is because they had a negative experience with salespeople, Or they've listened to the negative stuff that other people have experienced. And so if you stand out differently, you walk out of a transaction and somebody hands you a check or their info and you close the sale, there's nothing more satisfying than when they don't even feel like they've been closed in a sense, right? Because this is a service-based thing. You're doing this to help each other out, you know, both win-win um i think you have to get to that point there's a massive amount of skill that it takes to get there this is not something you learn overnight but i promise you a hundred percent learnable i don't care what your personality is what your background is if you have desire it's the only thing i can't train i can't train you to be motivated if you have desire i can train you to be a top sales person because it's all just skill set for sure
0: yeah, yeah. And I think uh, one of your leaders, he's very famous for saying, find the need and fill the need, right? Yeah. And that's absolutely. really what it comes down to. Is absolutely. Just, you know, I mean, they they have that need. They have a flat yeah. tire. Here, I got a tire, right? it's that's not this, right. It's this transition of, and I think, you know, I appreciate you sharing this because, man, I, I literally just talked to someone as well the other day, and he's like, I just want to build a relationship, and that's fantastic. But at the end of the day, the way to really – Impact someone's life is to have them make a step toward action. Yes, and the way to do oh, that right. is yep is investing into themselves monetarily. If
1: you don't get paid as a salesperson, you helped no one. And yeah. this is a money block that people have. They have blocks about making money off other people. That's what they look at it as. Because if I sell you something, I'm going to get paid. Well, if I don't get paid, that means you didn't get the product. That means your life did not get enhanced. Our conversation isn't helping you. They're not going home and thinking about everything you yeah. just said. They're only going to be enhanced if they actually have a product. If they use the product, if they implement it to its capacity, that's on them that they have to develop. But they now have a fighting chance because they have the product. If you don't believe that, you will struggle and you won't help a soul at all.
0: So how would you say, like, if someone is struggling with that, like, has that negative experience with sales? You mm-hmm. know, in today's world, you know, and this is what I love about, like, what's, what's drastically changed with the sales world, and I, you've probably seen this as well, it's like, instead of this cold calling mentality, now it's just this, hey, whoever, you know, raises their hand and they come to me, it's attraction marketing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So have you found that that has uh, made sales processes a little bit cleaner, if you will?
1: It can, but you still have to remember as a salesperson that you got to fill your pipeline. Fine, attraction marketing, build relationships, deliver value up front, and I agree with all of that. However, you're going to have to make sure you increase that front end to get more opportunities on the back end. Just because you think you're being relational with your two people... You're not necessarily converting two people. Like maybe get 200 people in your DMs and in your social networks and all of that going. Then you every month will have people to convert. So I think that's fine if you want to have that mentality. And I don't think you have to be aggressive, hardcore closing to be successful at sales at all. But you've got to remember that you have to control the front end. And if you're not really focused on putting that massive pipeline in the front, you're going to struggle. And that's where skill set and mindset comes in because if they don't have an abundance mindset, They're not going to work hard to put the front end in place. They're going to work just enough to stay frustrated, and then they wonder why it's not working. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that abundance mindset to know, oh, i got to get a bunch of people in my pipeline, and that also obviously takes skill, too. So it's a very front-end focus. If you want to be attraction marketing-based, you have to be very, very serious about filling that pipeline in a big way in the front.
0: And very intentional with that, that market, exactly. Yeah. So then would you say as well, and I think I, I've struggled with this personally, is that at the beginning you create some big mo big momentum, right? Yeah. All of a sudden you're filling that pipeline. Then all of a sudden you stop doing what's going to create the results and you just oh, focus right. on what you have right now. You know, how do you how do you get someone over over that hurdle? I, I figured it out finally, but how do you Well yeah,
1: look at you, you're a saying no, I am laughing because that's just like we go on a diet to lose five pounds and how do we reward ourselves? Oh, I'm gonna eat cake now.
0: There we go. That's nice.
1: <laughs> what like what got you to that point? obviously lifted you so keep going but there see there's blocks and this is where i people who don't like talking about mindset to me it's just comical it's like eventually you will because yeah. there's a reason you're stopping yourself you are like halting your own progress by not continuing to do this and it's because you haven't continued conditioned yourself to think bigger you know um why do people like you know i'm not gonna say names so why do big name coaches sales reps celebrities keep pushing when you know they're well and good why? It's not has nothing to do with the tangible stuff. It's that mindset is a lot more expanded than yours is, and so you have to, like, to increase your bucket. You have to increase your capacity, or else you will you're going to stop your own progress on a daily basis.
0: Well, that's what it comes down to every single time, developing and increasing that mindset. What are some yeah. books that you've read that really kind of helped you build that foundation? I mean, I know over 20 years you've read a Bajillion, right? Oh, but like, wow. what, what are some of the books that kind of really were impactful for you?
1: The two, my two favorite books are, I shouldn't say favorite, right? But the two books that I would, everybody needs to read is uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. You know, a lot of people read Think and Grow Rich, and honestly, Think and Grow Rich is a book you study over your lifetime, really. But Mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil, if you've not read it, you need to read it first and then listen to the audio. You're going to get chills, and you're going to realize stuff in your life, and it's tangible as well as mental. So it's the most powerful book I could ever recommend and then the second one is Skill with people by Les Giblin it's a tiny book Christian you'll read it if you do it on audio it's 30 minutes um I think it's five bucks on Amazon this book a lot of people recommend you know, how to win friends and influence people, and I've read that too, and it's powerful. But it's a man—that's a manual. You go through skill with people. So skill with people, people think that it's a natural thing, and it's not. Most people are terrible with people's skills. Yeah. Terrible. You don't make people feel special. You always have to be right. You think you know you're the know-it-all in the room, and these are things you're doing subconsciously. This book is like 14 or 15 points. You can read them one at every day, and you change your whole life and how you interact. So those two books I would recommend off the bat.
0: And definitely in, in, in with sales, people skills, how important is people skills to really develop that skill set? Not, not everything else, like on the phone, but like developing the skill set of, of just having a conversation with people.
1: It's... it's I think intentional people skills is everything because I don't need to be friendly in sales. I, I'm sorry. I don't need to be friends in sales. I need to be friendly. There's a difference, right? So there's a people skill level where everybody likes you and there's a people skill level where you get things done. Mm-hmm. So people's intentional people skills are a hundred percent everything in sales because if people can feel that they trust you, they can build rapport with you. They know you've got their back. They're going to do business with business with you. If you're just buddy, buddy, they'll like you, but they're never going to give you the money right Right. so intentional people skills is everything
0: that's awesome that's awesome well ladies, ladies and gentlemen so how do people get to have a conversation with you anita
1: the three best areas, you can go to my website, which is hersalesresource.com. You can actually get a free ebook on public speaking skills and you get my contact information there. Or you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. So, LinkedIn, my name is Anita Kanev, and on Instagram, hersalesresource is my handle. So, yeah, look me up. DMs are always open.
0: Awesome, awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, the, resor- uh, the description below, they're going to have all those links and attachments as well. You can get that uh, access. Uh, I highly recommend just kind of uh, reaching out to her, you know, obviously plugging her brain and, and just kind of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, even asking her to be a mentor. Uh, she's an incredible woman and that she could really impact your, your life. So, Anita, we really appreciate you being on and, and the time and the knowledge that you share with our audience. I
1: had so much fun, and I hope it did make an impact to at least one person. So thank you, Christian, for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much. Are you an aspiring side hustler or online business owner that wants to create passive income, but you don't know where, you don't know how to start? Well, go to com. Schedule a 45-minute phone conference with myself, Christian Evans, or one of my sales coaches. Again, that's com.